headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, this is The Ramsey Show. It's where we help you, the people. That's right, we help you win in your life, specifically in your money, in your work, and in your relationships. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me this hour. The phone number to jump in, because it is your show, America, is 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. The fabulous Jade Warshaw ready to go. Warmed up. Did you do voice exercises in the green room? There she is, pitch perfect as always. She'll take your money questions. I'll jump in. And then, hey, you got some work questions, some mindset stuff. Hey, I'm struggling here. Uh, I feel like I've got uh, a lid on me professionally, which is affecting me financially. Any of those work-related mm. questions I'll take on. And Jade Wade's, uh, weighs in as well. So let's go to the Big Apples where we start. Julie is waiting on us. Julie, how can we help today? Hi, guys. How Thanks are you? my call. Yeah, you I'm bet. good. Um, so I'm calling, I've been listening to your podcast, like probably over the last year. And then since 2024, I've really been like obsessed with it and listening to it every single day. That's <laughs> like, awesome. I, I think I need to call it. Um, so I'm calling because I feel like my husband and I have the baby steps, like all out, all out of order. Okay. So we have debt, we have credit card debt, we have car payments, we have a mortgage and we have student loans, but I feel like we, we have savings to pay off our credit card debt, but I'm just nervous that if we pay it off, we're going to like plummet our savings. And then if there is an emergency, yeah, it's been hard since we bought our house to build our savings back up. So I'm just like, I like having that cushion. We have like about 30 over a little over 30,000 in our savings. Okay. And about 13,000 in credit card debt. Okay. So I'm like, we could just pay that off right now. Yeah. Uh, but I'm nervous to just like see it plummet and then we have other payments too. Yes, right. Yeah, there's um, you know, that that emotional feeling is normal because you're used to seeing a pile of money in your account. You log in, you're used to seeing it, and there's part of that. It's giving you a, a truly a false sense of security, right? Because if you do the math, which you don't have mm-hmm. to do much, you can do the math and see, well, that thirty thousand is not actually your thirty thousand. It belongs to Capital One and the car company and Sally Mae or, you know, Navian or whoever holds your student loan. And you're just mm-hmm. keeping it from them. That's not actually your money. And so when yeah. you when you put it that way and you start to realize, listen, the debt that I owe, that's the real that's the real scary thing. That's the risk that I've created in my life. And until I give them the money that I owe them, they're not going to stop coming after me. And so the real question then is what's scarier to have these companies relentlessly coming after you for money or to just give them the money that you owe them and get on with your life. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Back to your point of kind of I feel like we're doing the baby steps out of order. That means, you know, the right order. And there's yeah, there's a reason like, for I that. Like, and I, I want to yeah. take a moment and explain the reason. Insecurity. Yeah, but I think if okay. you understand the reason underneath it, it'll make a lot more sense. And this is for anybody listening. It's not just, we don't do it like this because it has a nice ring to it, right? We do it like this because right. it truly does work. Um, so when you do the first thing, you have the $1,000 of security. You know, let's debunk that. That is supposed to make you feel a little bit shaky. So if you were to take that 30000 and apply it to debt and only, or in this case, take 29000 apply it to debt and keep 1000 there, that is going to make you feel uncomfortable and it should. So right. I want to validate that feeling. 
the hope is that you go, okay, I can't live like this forever. Let me tackle baby step two, which is paying off all that debt besides your mortgage. And so that should light kind of a fire underneath you to like, let's keep going. Let's go as quickly as possible. And the funny thing is, okay, so your car, your credit card payments, how much do you pay every month to credit cards? So this month we actually put like a, a large chunk. We like threw like six grand towards it. Okay. Okay. Um, on Okay. Six grand. How much do you pay towards your car notes every month? Um, about a thousand for both of our cars. Okay. How much do you pay towards student loans every month? A thousand. Okay. So that's $8,000. I don't have any, but it's my husband. But look, look at what I'm doing here in three months, in three and a half months, you'll have the $30,000 back once you pay off this debt. That's how quickly you'll resave yeah. this money because all of that money is going out the door in payments. But when you have it back, you'll save lightning speed. Yeah. Like you'll you'll save so much faster, then you'll be able to start investing a full percentage into retirement. So there's a way that this works because the thing is, if you don't pay off this debt, it's going to linger on. Right. And that's the thing like with our in the interest rate and everything, I feel like yeah. We're just wasting money. And you're not going to be able to yeah. do the things that most people say they want to do. I'm sure you want to have um I'm sure you want to have a nice retirement. I want to I'm sure you if you have kids you're going to want to save for their college. You're not going well, to have that's the, the thing too like well, Go ahead. When I mentioned the baby steps are out of order, like we have a retirement for our daughter. We ha I have a um we have a college savings for her. We have we're tithing to our church and I'm also like is it wise to tithe? Yes. When I have debt. Yes. I know it's more like a spiritual heart thing, but well, no, it, you know yes, I mean? like, it is, like but it's also a principle of giving. When you give, you receive. When you have an open hand, money goes out and money comes in. So even if you're not a Christian yes. person, it is a great principle to just live by. So I would continue to tithe um, at the minimum, ten, okay. like 10%. I would continue to do that. I would pause all other investing for the time being. Again, mm -hmm. the baby steps, it works for a reason. Because here's the thing. if Let's pretend, let's say that you say, I'm going to keep investing my money and I'm gonna use this $30,000 though and I'm gonna pay off some of this debt. You're already out of order because you're continuing to, investing, to invest, which means you're paying off your debt slower, which means it's gonna take you longer to get out of debt. And if you happen to have a major emergency, do you wanna know what people do? They look at their 401k and they go, oh, well maybe I can use that money. As opposed to when uh -huh. you only have a thousand dollars saved, baby, you get what is known as creative and you start coming up with ideas and you do everything you can because you've removed that false safety net from under you. And now it's just you and your money. But when you and when you do it the That's right true. way, you're out of debt, you start investing and then your investments are actually your investments. You don't touch them. They stay there. They they grow they compound interest like they're supposed to. And now you're doing things the right way. So there really is um, all sorts of structural components in building this house the right way. Julie, how much time will it take to get out of debt if you do this? You use this 29000 or whatever the situation is as Jade's walking you through this. How much, when are you going to get done? If, if you use the savings now to eliminate debt, what's your payoff date? Well, I could pay it like today. That's my the credit point. card debt. I know. I know. Yeah, so that's then what, the thing. I'm like, what about the rest of it? You still have it's just my, yeah, we still have the other stuff. How much I know. is the other stuff? So, so how long do you <laughs> anticipate it would take? You guys are making large chunks, which is good. 
But we're running out of time. Just give me a ballpark. Okay. How long before we pay it all um, off if we if we liquidate the savings? I, I, I would have to sit down and like really do the math. Well, right. we know for sure you got eight thousand dollars a month. So my guess is you could probably strike Pretty that fast. up to ten thousand bucks a month. We make about twelve. We make about twelve thousand a month. Okay. Listen. Together. So here's the point. Here's why I'm asking. You have got to map that out today. Like as soon as this call is done. What's the payoff date once we use most of that thirty? And when you get the picture, the vision of how quickly your life changes and you get ahead like Jay just laid out, this is a no-brainer. It's nothing to be insecure about. This is The Ramsey Show. So here's a quick math refresher. There are only 24 hours in a day, so your business needs to streamline tasks that are time suckers and focus on activities that make money. So to reduce headaches as they scale, smart businesses use NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite helps you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform. So join the more than 37,000 smart businesses like Ramsey Solutions that have done the math and graduated to NetSuite. And right now, you can download NetSuite's KPI checklist absolutely free at netsuite.com slash Ramsey. That's netsuite.com slash Ramsey. Welcome back to the Ramsey Show. Thrilled that you're with us, America. The phone number to jump in is 888-825-5225. We're going to talk about your money. We'll talk about your work. We'll talk about your relationships. All three of those areas are intricately connected. And when you're not winning in one, we tend to see that you may not be winning in others. And if you're in a four-alarm fire in any of those areas, we're here to help as well. Jade Warshaw joins me. I'm Ken Coleman. We're Ramsey Personalities. We are your host today, 888-825-5225. Julian is up next in New York City. Julian, how can we help? Hi, thank you for taking my call. You so bet. My question right now, I am around 20 years old, or I am 20 years old in college, and I'm currently making around twenty to $25,000 a month. And... My boss wanted to give me a pretty big bonus for basically hitting a pretty big benchmark in, in sales, around $1.5 million, and he wanted to give me a $50,000 bonus to put towards any gift. He didn't just want to give it to me cash, and he wanted to essentially help me buy a new car. And I'm 20, I'm in college, and realistically, financially, it wouldn't make a really big dent for me to put an extra you know, ten to twenty into a car and potentially get like a sixty dollars to $70,000 car. And I was wondering... If it wasn't, you know, a stupid financial decision, do you think that would be potentially a good decision for me to make, you know, given that I'm I'm 20 and it wouldn't hurt me financially? You have no debt or any debt at all? No debt, nothing. No I debt. 200000 in savings. And you're making 25, 20 to 25 grand a month? Correct. And he's going to put, he's going to give you 50 towards a car. And so if you buy a $50,000 car... You don't pay a nickel. If you buy a seventy thousand dollar car, you pay twenty, and you've already got two hundred plus in the bank. Am I hearing all this correct. right? Yes, exactly. I know it sounds a little bit crazy, but well, what's your what's what you, your concern? I have a concern. Well, let's hear his first. What's your? Why'd you call I, us to ask us about this? Well, I was just wondering because I think that I'm relatively mature for my age, mm-hmm. and I guess going back to school, I'm taking a semester off, and I'm going back to school. Um, you know, in, 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 in August, in the fall. And I was just wondering, you know, g- given that I've worked so hard for the last few years, I feel that I, I deserve it. And I'm excited to drive around in, in a nice car, not have to drive around in the Subaru, but I don't know, I guess other people kind of seeing that, I don't want to look like the kind of person who like my parents bought me a really 
nice car. You know what I mean? Even I understand what mine. you're saying, but if I'm in your shoes, I don't give a crap what anybody thinks about the car I'm driving, especially if it was a gift. And if it were me, unless I'm missing something, the guy's going to give you 50000 towards If he will not give it to you as a bonus, he's going, I'm doing it this way, then the rules right. are the rules. And you're busting it, you're killing it. Right. Unless I'm missing something. Uh, but if it were me, I wouldn't get $70,000 car. I'd get a $50,000 car and not pay a nickel. I'd take the free car. I wouldn't put any yeah. extra money into <laughs> that. But let me also say... If you can listen to this program, Dave talks about the ratio. Jade can break that down as when we talk about ratio to what you make. So for you to spend twenty on top of the fifty, based That's on what fine. you make and what you've got in the bank, it's a no-brainer. So you're, if your concern is I'm worried about what others are going to say because I'm young and I'm driving a nice car around, first of all, I don't give a crap what they think, and secondly, you've got a legitimate story. You're not a trust fund baby. There's nothing for you to be ashamed of. You've worked really hard to get to this point where you're making incredible money, young man. You've been frugal. You have no debt. Uh, man, I'd say enjoy this bonus. I have a question, though. Uh, I have a couple questions. Um, you mentioned going back to school. What does that mean for your income when you go back to school? Well, surprisingly, I've actually been able to balance this pretty well with school. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just want to finish getting the, your, the the degree. I think that it's valuable, and my parents are you know very thankful they're paying for it. So yeah, you're doing I, this while me. in school, correct? Correct. Yeah, he's yeah. making this money while okay. in school. He, when you said going back to school in August, it made it seem like you were gone for a while or hadn't no, finished. Still, I'm, I may take a bit of a pay cut, but realistically, I'll still be able to make a pretty decent uh, a pretty decent amount. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're 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 crushing it. That's crazy. Listen, you're 20 years old. What do you, I want to know, what do you sell? What do you, can you tell us? Yeah, so I work with influencers online who have very big audiences, like anywhere from 200,000 to to a million followers online, and I okay. basically help sell and market products to those uh, to to basically their their audience, whether it's real estate or uh, make money online coaching, anything like that fitness coaching Fantastic. that's awesome and market yeah yeah this excellent. is a no-brainer that's excellent this is a no-brainer get the car at, hey how much you, how much of your own money are getting are you going to add with it or are you just going to take the fifty thousand and get a fifty thousand oh, dollar car i'm thinking if i decide to get a car i'll just get the car i really want and if that ends up being 70 i'll put an extra 20 if it ends up being 50 i'll that's I'll great. Just, with Love it. just be smart. That's great. Just and who cares smart. what other haters think? They're drinking on that haterade. Yeah. You worked hard for this. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love that story. You don't get that call very often. That's why I ask all the questions. want to make sure I got all the facts. Well, that one's pretty straightforward. Way to go, young man. All right, let's go to uh, Andrea in San Antonio, Texas. Andrea, how can we help? Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's up? My husband and I don't know what we should do regarding a house we have been trying to sell since last June. Mm. There are three builders in the neighborhood building homes and apartments. There are several streets of brand new homes for sale. The builders have their own financing companies. So on top of having lowered the prices of the new homes for sale, they are also offering lower interest rates to potential buyers. Mm -hmm. We don't think this scenario will change in 2024. The expenses for this home total about $1,100 per month. My husband has been unemployed for seven months now, and I just got a part-time job. So with my 
part-time job, I'm guessing that our income is going to be about 5000 a month starting this month. Okay. So we're na- nervous because we've been digging into our savings for several months now. My husband is a software engineer, so we thought that he was going to be able to find another job quickly, but it's been seven months and help, he hasn't found a job. Help me understand the timeline a little bit better and what caused you to move in the first place. So you had this house and you moved. Did you move far away? Are you in the same state? Help me understand a little bit more. We are about 30 minutes from this house. Okay. We downsized. Our kids grew up, left, joined the military. The house was too big for us. And you bought um, another house? Paid. Yes. Both Girl. houses are paid for. Both houses are paid for? Yes. Then why why did you say, so the thousand, the 1100 what is that, like taxes and insurance? What's Yes. Okay. Yes, taxes, insurance, um, utilities. So how, you've got two paid for homes. You're not able to rent it? Well, that's the issue with the location. It is something like a dormitory city. Okay. And Great. it has lots of new homes, and but traffic is really bad to get there. Uh, we only had two complaints from potential buyers. One was that there was no bathtub in the master bathroom. Uh-huh. And the other was the location. They thought it was too far and there are no grocery I'm, stores. Yeah, but I'm you gonna, said builders are in their building around you, right and left. That means it's a good location. Lower the price. Do you have a good real estate agent? Um, I do. It's one recommended by Dave. We think he's really good. It's the second time we work with him. We really don't think it's the problem is the real estate agent. Yes. We think it's the competition. Yeah, which then is why, why Ken is saying lower the price. He's not saying take a, di- a, like a drastic plummet, but go... Go little by little until you can really pinpoint what the value of this property is. Let me point out another problem, though, because you're telling me the problem is this and this and that. I'm seeing what bothers. Let me tell you what's bothering me about this situation. I see someone with two paid for homes, which I think that's great. You you bought two homes in cash. Eleven hundred dollars shouldn't be breaking your world right now. And I think it's because you guys' income is so low. And I know your husband's looking for work. You guys got to get that income up. That's the biggest fire that you need to put out right now. Because when you're earning the right amount of money, suddenly this $1,100 on two properties that you own, you're going to start to look at that as a blessing instead of a burden. And right now it's a burden because your husband is not working full time. Yeah, this is, uh, he's been seven months. I don't know what the seven months is. We're running out of time, but you don't need a part-time job. You need two or you need a full-time job uh, until you figure out how to sell this house. You don't need two houses either. So you guys are close, but this is just some hustle right now in a couple different areas. Thanks for the call. This is The Ramsey Show. We'll be right back. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable. Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org budget. That's chministries.org budget. 
Welcome back to the Ramsey Show. America, thrilled that you are with us. It's where we help you win in your money, in your work, and in your relationships. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me this hour. The phone number is 888-825-5225. And Jade, uh, across the studio, through the glass, on the debt-free stage, in the lobby are some folks. And that means we've got a debt-free screen coming your way. Uh, Gary and Melissa, welcome. Thanks. Thanks. All right, where are you guys from? From Belle Plaine, Minnesota. Belle Plaine, Minnesota. Is that near Minneapolis? Just south of Minneapolis. Okay, good. Boy, are you just excited to see the sun this time of year? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. All right, so uh, all this way to do a debt-free scream. Very exciting. So let's hear the numbers. How much debt did you pay off and how long? We paid off $165,000 over 47 months. All right. Wow. And what was your range of income? We started at about a 160 and ended at about 200. Ooh, what uh, what led to the uh, bump in pay? We just leaned into our careers. We both earned promotions and okay. stuck to it. What do you mean by promotions? They were he moved from a um, factory position to a safety manager, and okay. I just kind of took different roles at my current company. And what are you doing? I'm a client relationship manager. Okay, fantastic. That is awesome. All right, what was uh, all this debt? What did the 165 get comprised of? By the time we finally got down to just writing everything out, um, we had a HELOC that we had been leaning on, we had a car, and then we had a credit card that we were just kind of paying off every month. Um, So that was probably the smallest and easiest one to pay off. Okay, so pretty good size HELOC. Yeah, it was about 40000 Yeah, we around. used it to remodel our basement and then kind of kept it and kept it going. Okay, all right. So tell us, 47 months ago, what happens? What was the catalytic moment to lead you on this journey? Yeah, so he was going back to school. It was his last semester, and we had found we were kind of, we were trying to cash flow it, but we'd get a little short, so we'd pull a little bit out of the HELOC. We were getting kind of sloppy, and his last semester came up, and the the tuition payment was going to be due and we finally said this is it um we're doing it in cash and we had about two and a half months before that was due Mm -hmm. and we did it and that was kind of our our biggest victory as we got started that's awesome so you're funding education out of the HELOC a little bit yeah cash flowing it but then we were kind of filling the gaps we were just being sloppy there was no reason for it yeah so what was kind of like you hit the moment of like listen we're not going to do this anymore we're going to start paying cash what how did you find Ramsey? Like, how did you find like this? And this is the way we're going to do it going forward. Yeah, we knew about it before that. Uh, we just weren't following it. We kind of thought we were doing good on our on our path. You mm-hmm. know, we were kind of budgeting. Um, but then it was just like just tired of the revolving debts. Like this year it was a HELOC. A couple years before it was a 401k loan. It just kind of things we were just it was a shell game. Mm-hmm. We were just kind of moving the debt around and it just got tiring. Mm. It does get tiring. So you're working the baby steps. Is this, you're getting on a budget. Is this you guys picking up extra work or is this like, listen, we're just tightening up on the budget. We're just getting very clean on what we're doing. Tell us about that. Yeah, it was pretty much just us um, tightening it up as much as we could, cutting out any uh, unnecessary expenses. Uh, We didn't have any side hustles, but we tried to do more experience-based activities with the kids. Mm -hmm. You know, we do a lot of camping uh, going up to the cabin, stuff like that. So just try to cut out those unnecessary expenses. 
Do yeah. you uh, do the ice fishing in Minnesota? Do you guys do that? We do, and I guess spear fishing is probably yeah. More I learned than ice about fishing. that. <laughs> I don't want to go down the rabbit hole for the rest of the people who don't care. <laughs> but you talked about camping, all that, and I heard about how you do the ice fishing. Like it's like a whole thing. It's like a, a whole experience. Everybody goes out and all that jazz. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think it is. I'll be honest. <laughs> I heard it described, and I didn't think it was fun at all. But uh, much much love to you on that. All right, so uh, let's talk about this. What was was there? Uh, was there a beginning point that you guys said, okay, we'd heard a little bit about this Ramsey stuff. Now we're going to do it. Was it hard or was it, we were on the same page. What was the beginning of that journey? Like when you finally said, all right, we're committing how, I mean, was it hard for you or did you just roll right through it? It was a little bit of getting on the same page. We started with that first goal of getting that last um, tuition payment. And then from there, it was adopting the budget, which um, I wrote out the budget. I'm the nerd. Um, it took <laughs> him a little bit to get into the budget. But once we started rolling, then uh, we were both fully bought in. Yeah, I was better. reluctant at first. It was uh, mm-hmm. yeah, the idea of getting on that budget was a little rough. Um, mm-hmm. But once you saw it start to really work, that's when I brought bought in all the way. So re- relate to that a little bit, because I know a lot of people dislike budgeting, right? They hear the word budget. They think it's a punishment. They think it's something that's holding them back. Uh, wh- what changed that for you? Because I, I love talking to people who don't like budgeting and changing their minds. So the one thing that was neat is Melissa printed out this kind of like detris, de- tetris, uh-huh. um, oh, you know, like all the little pieces sure. equal to a certain amount of money. And we right. had that sitting on our refrigerator and then every time we were paying off any amounts uh Melissa was really good at filling in those spaces oh, i like to fill it in <laughs> so you like to feel the milestone like you want to feel the milestone yeah, you're celebrating it's kind of a fun process yeah and it was a way to see Gamify. that work and we did the same thing with our house where we printed off a picture of like balloons holding up our house and each one was a certain dollar amount and now wait a minute did you pay the house off we did. What? Oh, you didn't tell what? us that. Wait never, a second. I, I that's was digging. Ju- I was like the 165. Part. I was trying to figure out how big was that credit card. Listen. You paid your house off? <laughs> yes. oh, wow. That's amazing. Okay, okay, okay. That makes that a just, little more sense. Yes, we just got into it. Guys, I need you to shout that from the rooftops. <laughs> yeah, you guys Congratulations. are like, ho-hum. All right, now, who are your biggest cheerleaders on the way? I would say we've got some family that um, was walking the journey along with us. And then my parents, um, we just like to talk money. You know, there's more that's um, caught than taught. And Mm -hmm. it was those conversations that just kind of kept us focused and motivated. Wow. That's awesome. So what's next? You got to pay for a home, no debt, life is good. What do you do? What do you do to celebrate? And don't say ice fishing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, we came here. (laughs) Okay. Um, and then we've got some fun projects for the house. Now that it's mm-hmm. all done, we've kind of, it's time to have some fun there. Yeah. So. And you don't have to take out a HELOC to do it. That's the best right. part. Exactly. <laughs> Speed of cash. That's so <laughs> fun. It. All right. I see the kiddos over there. Um, let's bring them up and then we're going to talk about them for a second. We've got, uh, tell us who they are and this, the ages. Yeah. We've got Charlotte is 13, uh-huh. Kelvin is 11 and Caleb is seven. Okay. And, and so how quickly did you bring them into this journey and then how involved were they in the conversations around this? Because you just said, uh, Melissa, that you and your family talk about money. I'm guessing these kiddos have a pretty good idea about what we're about to do, yeah? Yeah, oh yeah, they do. They listen to the podcast with us a lot of the time. Um, we have the game at home. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We've played that a few times. Uh-huh. Um, you know, our um, debt trackers were up on the fridge, so they saw it the same as we did. Um, so it was really a family journey. They knew 
kind of what the goal was and why we did things the way we did. Okay. And no griping, no complaining. They were pretty good soldiers. Nah, they're pretty good. Okay. They're pretty easy. All right. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. I love well, it. this is really exciting. Well, listen, before we do the screen, I want to let you know we're also going to give you uh, some gifts here. Uh, one is uh, Dave's Total Money Makeover. That's for you to give to someone else because you guys have you guys have actually done this. And then Baby Steps Millionaires, uh, Dave's latest book, and that's where you guys are headed uh, probably pretty quickly with the income you guys have. So those are our gift to you. All right, let's do this. Is the team ready? The kiddos, have they been practicing? They're old enough to, I've got to hear you guys, or I don't want to hear all those different tones coming out. Let's do this thing. We've got Gary, Melissa, Charlotte, Kelvin, and Caleb, all from the Minneapolis area. They paid off $165,000 in 47 months, starting out making one sixty and ending at $200,000. let us go, team. Let's hear your debt-free scream. Three, Three two, one. We're debt-free! I heard them all. Did you? I heard every voice. You're the professional musician. Did you pick? I picked up all three voices. I don't know what you call it. I heard all of them. There was no harmony, but I heard all three. <laughs> well, you're tough. You're all a tough four. one to. It's like a judge all from five. American Idol. That's right. I would never want to do that in front of you. Uh, but this is a great example of how a family's tree, as Dave has said, for decades changes. So very, very cool. True that. Awesome stuff. All right. Don't go anywhere. We've got to take a quick break. Jade Warshaw, Ken Coleman with you. This is The Ramsey Show. We'll be right back. I saw some recent financial statistics, and there was some pretty troubling news. When families were asked how long it would be before they faced financial hardship if a spouse died, nearly one-third said they'd be in trouble immediately. Another 44% said they'd be financially drained within six months. People, it does not have to be this way. Term life insurance plans are just plain cheap, and companies have made it even easier by not requiring exams in many cases. There really is no excuse to leave your family in this situation by not having life insurance. This is why I talk about Xander Insurance every day. They're committed to protecting families with the only products that I recommend. And their team keeps the entire process simple and affordable. Go to Xander.com for quick online pricing or call 800-356-4282. This has to be a priority. If your family is in this situation, you need to get this done. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me. The phone number for you to jump in is 888-825-5225, 888-825-5225. We'll take your work questions, your money questions today. And uh, don't forget, your income is your greatest wealth building tool. And now more than ever, I'm telling you, if you're not making what you want to make, the opportunities are there. We want to help you spend that money wisely as well. 888-825-5225. Let's go to Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, and that's where Jacob is. Jacob, how can we help? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's up? Uh, So me and my fiance are about to be out of pharmacy school in May, and it's about to be a huge 180 from making pretty much, you know, little to no money as Mm -hmm. interns, and we're about to be pharmacists. Nice. Uh, So I just, I just, don't really know where to start, I guess. I understand a little bit about budgeting and, you know, understanding where my money's going, but I just don't know 100% where I put my money while we're saving for things like, you know, getting married and uh What's and your, gonna, what's, your what's your income's going to be individually? Give us those numbers, roughly. 
individually, I expect either one of us to make 100 to 120 a year. I would say starting out would be pretty pretty reasonable. When do you get married? Um, so we thought about doing it this summer, but with getting licensed and the big tests and everything, I think we're going to push it to fall. But really, we want to get married, you know, as quick as possible, but not being ridiculous, you know. Mm. Any debt coming out of school? Yes. Um, so I have about 55000 in student loans, and she has about eighty, so 135 total. And are you guys planning to live together? We are. We are already living together, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. What other debt do you have be- besides the student loans? Um, she has about, I think, 5000 left on a car. Okay. Um, a 2013 Jetta, and then I have obviously about $2,500 in a ring. 2500 in a ring. Okay. Anything yeah, else? 2500 in a ring. Yeah. Uh, that is all the debt that okay. we have. So you're living together. You're not combining your money though, right? I just want to be sure. So that's the, that's the thing. I mean, we are going to combine our money when we're married, but obviously day one when we collect a paycheck, we will not be together. Right. I guess it, in a bank account, you know. Right. Okay. Here's just, this is me being your big sister for a moment. Uh, don't, mm-hmm postpone the wedding out of the comfort of your living together and you're already kind of doing you're doing life marriage in your case is just the piece of paper and i don't want the comfort of that to cause you to push that date even further because that piece of paper is really important for you guys protection wise so just a little note there um so you're going to be in when you graduate you're going to be making upwards of 200 to 240 thousand dollars combined uh, and you guys probably yeah. won't get married till the fall. So the question is, who's paying for the wedding and how much do you need to save up? That's the first question. I mean, that's a great question. And I will say it's pretty early on. I proposed like three days ago on Friday. Oh, so, congratulations. Congrats. Okay, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, so I'm coming down from that high and I'm trying to think about all this stuff. And this stuff is obviously piling on top of me where, you know, those type of questions. Um, I think I am obviously going to be paying for that wedding i don't really know i've heard tradition that the father's supposed to you know pay but when i shook his hand and like you know talked to him and got her blessing i never even thought about that stuff mm. i was i was fully That's okay. thinking that i'm gonna pay for this wedding well, you know? whoa, 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 whoa. okay here's the deal don't assume that let her bring it up to pops right you're not supposed to talk to him about that anyway you didn't do anything wrong just a little side note you asked for his daughter's hand in marriage not what he's gonna pay for I know. Yeah, so let, you her, did good. let her find out. Uh, yeah, let her dig <laughs> into that sure. one for sure. But but Jade's right. That's a pretty big checklist item to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. I think that that's really important to find out. And here's the thing, regardless of what they're going to add, you should kind of just decide on you, y'all, you two together get together mm-hmm. and say, listen, what are we willing to spend? Uh, fiance, what can you chip in? And husband to be, what will you chip in? And that way you kind of, at, le- at the very least, you can know your own numbers. Um, now let's deal with this debt because you've both got more than half a year to make some serious headway on paying off your debt. Are you earning anything while you're finishing up school? I would say the bare minimum just to get to get there. We're going to we're going to be, you know, skipping barely along. Mm-hmm. OK. And um, so really not until an unpatient. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say really not until May. You won't have much, even to knock out the ring or the car, two thousand and five thousand. Right, just because uh, it's an unpaid internship in the okay. last year of your pharmacy school, and and really the weekend pay. You know, we make fifty to you know one hundred fifty dollars a weekend just paying groceries, pretty much right now. We're in a lucky situation that we're staying 
in a place that my grandpa owns right now, but we're just staying in a little apartment. So, okay, okay. So when May comes, you're hitting the ground hard. You're saving up for this wedding. If there's anything extra, you're paying off your smallest debt, which is the ring, and she's paying off her smallest debt, which is the car. It'd be great if you guys w- were able to get into. Th- I mean, with that salary, it's possible that you can both get into this marriage, and both all of you, you both only have your student loans to go. So that's what I'd aim for. And of course, like Ken said, we're having that conversation with the dad, not you, but she is, about whether they're contributing or not yeah, to the and, wedding. And how familiar are you with our baby steps, Jacob? I am not familiar. I, you know, I hear okay. it talk. I need to get on some stuff like that. I've got it's all debt, good, brother. I, We're going to help you out. Yeah. So here, let me just, Jay and I walk you through this really quick. So baby step one is to get $1,000 in a savings account. It's your rainy day. If something happens, it's only $1,000. It's low on purpose. That means that as soon as you guys get out of school or anything beyond your basic payments and minimum payments, you both need to establish the $1,000. You got mm-hmm. it? And then you take got on it. your, into baby step two is to take on your individual debts smallest to largest okay baby step three is once you've paid off all debt is to then accumulate three to six months of your living expenses and baby step four is now you're going to contribute 15 you're saving 15 percent of your income to retirement baby step five is you're funding kids college six pay off the house seven live and give like no one else okay none of those are relevant to you right now we're going to give you the program we're going to get you all connected here uh so that you guys can go through fpu on us that's our wedding gift are you okay with Mm -hmm. that jade i love it uh but that's where you got to be right now i mean right out of the gate jade he they got to each individually tackle this hey until we come together right let me tell you something um i'm not opposed and this is what i would do because you oh, guys are like going to start, you're going to start making money in May. WWJD. I need you. What I would do, I would secretly go to the courthouse and get a marriage certificate and be married on paper. Oh. And I would combine and start hitting this debt snowball in May instead of having to wait until you guys get married in the fall. And then in the fall, you just have a celebration and it's a party. How but I'm secret? Like, How y'all secret? been living together. You may as well get married. Who's? Uh, I like this. I'm going deeper. I, Who's I, on the list I think, of the no? I think they the just two know. of them. Yeah. Jacob, what do you think about this? This is a rather radical suggestion. It's radical. I, I like, like it. it, by the way. Jacob? I mean, yeah, yeah I, I totally, <laughs> that's, I didn't even think about that. I didn't think about that's that. That's why you call here. Obviously, it's been three days. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and by the way, I that's WWJD. That. That's what would Jade do? Yes. Okay. Listen, the Doesn't paper. Doesn't mean you have to, but I like it. The Explain party it. is for the people. The paper is for the. What does it allow them to do immediately? They can combine their finances. Right. And, and in a safe way under the cover of the law of matrimony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jacob, what do you think your fiance would say about this idea? That I honestly, we feel, I mean, if I'm going to be honest, we, we feel a hundred percent like invested in each other. We feel yeah, but that I'm we talking feel about like lawfully we're married. Is, I'm gonna yes, be but we're not lawfully married, but we feel like we're gonna we know we're gonna spend our lives together. Listen, everybody at. thinks they're gonna spend their life together. Nobody gets married and goes, "I'm gonna spend a couple yeah. of years with you and then I'm a peace out." No one does that. So I'm not yeah. saying that to be negative, but I am saying that to be a realist. It's a in fact. that it is a fact. There is true protection under the law mm-hmm. for those who are married. So that's why we always just suggest people do it as quickly as possible because you never ever know what's going to take place mm-hmm. no one ever says yes that was the plan all along was to get married and then we break up yeah. or to get married and then you know i'm not going to even say anything negative like that because i don't I, I don't believe that that's going to happen but you have to plan and be smart um as though you don't know what will happen yeah. because you don't 
So, so, so we need to do this. Shouldn't we also give them every dollar? You're the every dollar queen. Listen, what, what can we do? We're giving away Dave's stuff. Okay. I feel I feel very generous. As right the now. wedding gift, we give him Financial Peace University for sure, and that or or like that Ramsey Plus bundle that includes the the every dollar. I think you get several That's months of need. every dollar. You get Financial Peace University. The Ramsey Plus bundle has all these wonderful coaching and so many good things in it. You'll Jacob. get that. It's our gift to you, buddy. You guys use everything we're giving you. Begin to have the conversation now about all of this and understand the baby steps. They're going to guide you really well. Great hour, Jade. This is The Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, this is The Ramsey Show. It's where we help you win in your money, in your work, and in your relationships. Alongside the fabulous, the incomparable Jade Warshaw, I'm Ken Coleman. Welcome aboard this hour. We're here to coach you up. We're going to have some fun. We will shoot you straight along the way. The number to jump in is 888-825-5225. Kevin in Reno, Nevada starts this hour off. Kevin! Hi, thanks for taking my call. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on? He didn't quite get that cue from uh, Home Alone. No, there. I got it. <laughs> oh, got it. <laughs> right over the head. That's all right, my <laughs> man. How can we help you? Uh, so I am just recently found you guys. Uh, so we are just kind of starting our journey, I guess you could call it. And uh, the main concern we have is retirement. I, um, the only retirement we have as of right now is in Alerp, a life insurance to retirement plan. And I uh, watched a video last night from you guys that basically was talking about infinite banking and it sounded similar to what we have going and that it was a dumb idea. So I thought I would call and get some more information about it, see what you thought. Oh my goodness. Okay, so I'm just assuming all the other things are in place. Um, I'm assuming that you don't have debt. I'm assuming that you've got uh, three to six months saved before we've started. Whatever this path is, it's not a good path, but can I just make that assumption? Uh, Yes, yeah. We don't have any debt, and we do have six months worth of cash. Just happened to have it. I didn't know those were baby steps, but now I do, so that's pretty (laughs) sweet. Um, but yeah, yep. So how long have you been doing this? About six years we signed up for it. About six years ago, right when my firstborn, uh, was born. Okay. And so what did you, what did you put in to start and how has it grown? Um, we, I don't think we put anything. We've just been paying monthly payments. The cash value of it right now is 18 K and we pay, uh, 400 a month. So right now we're putting in 4,800 a year. And you've been doing that for six years? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm just going to pull this up because I love doing this. So let's pretend, let's see, I'm pulling up an investment calculator because what I want you to see is that this is a terrible investment. Fair enough? Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm just trying to understand. Give me one second. Can help. Keep like the con- tell a joke? You keep the conversation going. So a preacher going. and a rabbi walk into a bar. And no, I'm kidding. Uh, so here's the deal. She's going to pull up the numbers. Uh, you saw the video. Did you understand why we think it's a bad idea? Yes. Um, okay. I think so. And again, is infinite banking and these, are these the same thing? Or are they it, it's very similar in similar the idea. Similar concepts. Yeah. Philosophy is the same. At the end of the day, they're t- you 
insurance is insurance and retirement is retirement. You shouldn't be combining the two because they're not intended to do the same thing. Uh, insurance is intended to remove risk that you can't um, handle yourself. It's not intended to make you rich or wealthy. It's intended to replace income for people who were dependent on your income if something were to happen to you. It's not there to be what builds you wealth. And I'm about to prove that here. So you said that you've been investing $400 dollars every month for six years that's so much okay well, yeah the first few years were 300 a month and then it stepped up so i think the first three were 300 a month okay equaling 3600 a month or a year excuse me and then 4800 for the past you know sure and your cash value that you've retained from that is eighteen thousand. which by the way dies if you die you do not retain cash value in these situations so you've gotten 18,000 out of this. If you had just taken that money, that $400 a month and invested it in good growth stock mutual funds, heck, if you had just invested it in the S&P 500 in a just basic index fund that has a you know normal annualized rate of return of maybe 8%, 10% if you're doing well in mutual funds, you would have had $40,000 and it would have been all yours. And yes, that's really okay. the end of the, that, that for me, there's a lot of, you know, ins and outs to that conversation, but just simplifying it, that's the most staggering piece of information that you're going to receive from this is the fact that whatever, whatever growth you've accumulated is going to die with you. How old are you? I want to do one more thing. I I'm, I'm, I'm teeing you up, Jade, because you're ready to punch listen, the numbers listen, in. Listen, I made my so argument. Kevin, that was how it. old are you? No, no, this is going to be more fun. Uh, you're how old? 36. 36. Okay. So he's 36, do 400 a month between th age 36 to let's call it 66 66 so 30 years i just want you to see kevin why we really prefer this type of investing and i'm putting this at eight percent okay like you can count on that the s p 500 you can count on 10 percent. so that puts you in 30 years if you just invested four hundred dollars a month at eight percent starting with nothing that puts you at almost six hundred thousand dollars Okay, yeah, and that's what the projections are, Are you know, that's what we're supposed to be cashing out or have for retirement at retirement age. But you're not right on pace around. at all. You're you're grossly yeah, off pace. Okay. Which we just proved with yeah, the, I, I mean, we just forecasted exactly what you did, the six years, and it's, you're not even close. Not yeah, to mention. I, I knew more how it worked. Not yeah, to maybe. mention that the benefit you don't keep you don't keep the cash value. If something happened to you today, that cash value is gone. So what I would tell you to do is I'd say, all right, four hundred dollars a month. Stop it today. If you can cash out, get out of it. I'd get out of it instantly. And then I would say, I'm from now on, I'm taking fifteen percent of my gross monthly income and I'm investing it in good growth stock mutual funds. And what we teach here is a mix of four growth, growth and income, aggressive growth and international. And you could do that. Listen, if you just said, hey, I don't care about that. I would even be happy if you just invested 15% into index funds. Anything but this is basically what I'm telling you. Okay. Because rate okay. of return wise, you're going to far outpace this. And if you're like, let, let me just try to play through a scenario that I think people care about because I know people like to borrow against this money and blah, blah, blah. I would say invest that money into retirement. But if you're like, listen, I want access to it and I want to invest my investments or something like that, you put it in a brokerage account to where you can get to it. All I'm saying is anything that you're doing, 
anything that I'm saying is better than what you're doing. What you're doing is probably the worst possible way to invest your money in an insurance product. And so, like I said, okay. I would get term life insurance. Well, the whole idea was to just recoup some of that money, but yeah, term life insurance. Money. I would, I would get out of this policy. I'd get term life in, in place first, and then I'd get out of this policy, you know, pick up a 20 year term. It's so cheap. And you're going to be covered. And remember, the whole point of this ultimately is that we're self-insuring. And so if you're walking your the baby steps as we teach, by the time you're 50 or 60, you will have accumulated so much wealth because you're going to be investing from this point on 15% into retirement. You're not even going to need life insurance because at that point, you can assume the risk. Because remember, the whole point of that was to cover the risk. Now, you'll be wealthy enough to assume that risk on yourself. And so this is how this works. This is what wealthy people do. Thanks for the call, Kevin. Trust us, you don't want to invest in insurance. Just think about that sentence. Does that make any sense? If it does, this is not the show for you. This is The Ramsey Show. Guys, it's no secret that the real estate market is weird right now. So go with a mortgage company you can trust to have your back. Churchill Mortgage. Churchill is Ramsey trusted because they're stable, reliable, and focused on you. At a time when a lot of companies are being bought out or going out of business, count on Churchill Mortgage to stick around. They've been doing things the right way for over 30 years, and they'll keep doing them the right way for 30 more. Get started at churchillmortgage.com. This is a paid advertisement. NMLS ID 1591. NMLS Equal housing lender. 1749 Mallory Lane, Suite 100. Brentwood, Tennessee 37027. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me. We're here for you, America. 888-825-5225. If you're new to the program, we take your money questions. We take your work-related questions. We take your relationship questions because they kind of all blend together. In fact, it's rare that we take a call like that where there's not some work component, some relationship component. So we're here for you, America. 888-825-5225. The Ramsey Show. Question of the day is brought to you by our good friends at Neighborly, your hub for home services. There are a lot of things you need to remember when the weather gets cold. Thankfully, Neighborly has a free winter maintenance checklist that can help save you time and hassle. And a side note, if you're a moron like me, their maintenance checklist, Jade, does save me thousands of dollars because they just do basic reminders to things that I don't even know about. So it's huge. Mm. Check it out at neighborly.com slash Ramsey. That's neighborly.com slash Ramsey. Today's question comes from Dalton in California. He says, my current salary is based on pandemic consulting salaries. So if my contract is not renewed, I would likely be earning 10 to $30 less per hour than I make now. Is stability and benefits of a job of a full-time job worth the potential $50,000 pay cut? Probably not. I'm going to say 99.9% of the time not. And the reason I say that, Dalton, is because um, stability is the wrong word to lean on here in the first place. This is the very job where you may be taking a $10 to $30 an hour pay cut. I don't consider that stable. We're talking about a wobbly table at best. Mm-hmm. At least one of those legs is wobbling if you're potentially going to lose that kind of income. Secondly, and I've said this a million times, benefits play to our safety gland. Obviously, it, it everybody needs and health insurance is, is obviously a, a tremendous value. However, when you start comparing insurance plans, I would always take the better job, meaning 
better pay, better environment. I enjoy the work, and I've got a ladder for growth, which means financial growth. I'm going to take that better opportunity over the better health care plan and mm. whatever else the benefits are. I mean, it, yeah, if it's that makes sense. It's just usually it's just not a huge difference. So I never uh, give anybody advice to take a job on benefit packages alone mm. uh, because, trust me, that's going to wear off pretty quickly. And in this case, let's say you stay at this current job that you think is stable and I think is wobbly. You take a pay cut, but you love those benefits versus let's go out and let's have a backup plan. You know, when we get on a plane, the, the lovely flight attendants and and folks get up there and they tell us about where we go in case of an emergency landing. Mm-hmm. And I want to have that same exit pattern laid out for myself professionally. Mm. And I'm telling you, I've always practiced that. I still practice that. Uh, and so in this case, if I knew this and I'm you, Dalton, Jade, I, I'm immediately going, okay, uh, where does my skill set and experience allow me to potentially land? Let me start looking for options uh-huh. so that I got options. And, and the healthcare and the benefits usually take care of themselves. So no, I would not stay, take a huge hit, which could be fifty grand. Mm-hmm. That's a big hit. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't That's do a that. big hit. I would I, not do that. What's that called, Ken? What's that called? Because like in in money, let's say you have a piece, you invested in a job opportunity or a business or a property, and it's failing but you keep pouring money into it. We call it sunk cost fallacy because it's like, yes. I've come this far. I may as well keep writing right. it out, even though every all signs point to the fact mm-hmm. that this sucks. What is it called in a career when you feel the need to cling on to something that is sinking? Like it's it's losing you money. It's 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 not good. What do they call that? Is that a word? Um, It's not a word, but I'm going to call it this phrase. It means that we'd rather be miserable than uncomfortable. Ooh. And what that means is, is I know what I'm dealing with. I'm going to take a big pay cut and Mm. it's going to suck. Or I'm dealing with a toxic leader or I've got gossipy coworkers and I hate going in, but I'm going to keep doing it because the, the, the fact that I'm miserable Mm. doesn't matter because at least I know what I'm up against and I know what I got to deal with and I got to bite a stick, hold my nose. You pick the analogy. Versus going, I got to face my fears right, and step into the unknown of what else could be out there. And I leave one place that I'm miserable in yeah. to go to a place where I might be uncomfortable for a little while, but ultimately better off. So I think the dynamic there is what you're, what you've so expertly pointed out is our comfort factor. Yeah. Uh, you've seen the motivational posters, who knows who said it, but you know, Life is on the other side of comfort and, and all yeah. that. And, and that's what's going on with people will stay in a job like this with those sunk costs because they go, at least I know it. And yeah. you can see the fear in this question. You can. This person is rationalizing. This is an otherwise very sharp individual, this dude. Yeah. And he's rationalizing, swallowing a $50,000 pay cut. Rationalizing. Well, yeah. the benefits are good. Uh, Dalton, I'll bet you the benefits are good at other companies as well, and you don't take a $50,000 hit. So I think yeah. at the core of it, what do you think? I think it's fear I think of it's, the unknown. Yeah, I think it's that old adage that's like the 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 enemy of best is just fine, yeah, right? It's like, good. oh, this is fine. Like, yeah. my life's fine. It's yeah. good. It's, it's Yeah, good's the enemy good, of great. Yeah, and it's like it keeps you from getting to that best. Yeah, It's like at Home Depot where they have the good, 
the better and the best quality. Yeah. The paintbrush. And oh, you're yeah. like, yeah. you go with the one that is, you know, it's not good quality, but you're like, well, it's not going to cost me much in the moment. So you right. go with that. Right. Then you get home, you start painting and you're like, I should have just spent right. and got the one that was best. Interesting that you make this point because when it comes to the Ramsey show and the uh, wine taste test, you brought in a party platter we recently tested. Mm-hmm. And um, I chose the, uh, I chose the good chose wine. chose the good. Not the better wine. Well, the that's good a wine taste. I know, but I'm pointing out that you make a very good point here. Don't <laughs> scrimp on the paint, scrimp on the wine. That's uh, Is that what I'm hearing? I, I'm only I, learning from you. Yes, but does it have like a a ring to it? Like I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to get to where you're at, Ken. <laughs> no, it doesn't have a ring. I don't know what I'm doing. I just thought it's interesting that you said uh, maybe don't do that, but then you're telling me teaching me to do the uh knockoff cookies and chips and the and the and the wine. Listen. Quality. I'm learning all the way around. Quality over comfort. Okay. Is that good? Can we say that? We can just yeah. say the the comfort place is a great place to be, but nothing grows there. Yeah. yeah. Leave it at that. Never That's mind. That's what my last, pastor used to the say. The last 30 seconds of what I said, just go ahead and scrub it from your memory, apparently. <laughs> I'm just, it just, I'm learning. I'm learning this budgeting thing. All right. Men, men in black style. Well, here's the deal. It's over. I tend to lean always towards the better. Always. It's gonna here's here's where better the analogy here's shoes, where the analogy is better car so it lasts longer all these things yeah it's gonna have you're gonna have to come out of pocket you gotta to save get, to get what's you gotta better save. yeah that's it there you go I like it. all right let's see here uh, let's go this is a quick one the investing question from Brandy in New Orleans poor Brandy she had to sit there and listen to that last minute Brandy <laughs> what's your question hi Ken hi Jade my question is my husband and I are both 22 year public school teachers and we're about cool. to step four, five, and six. Okay. And we're trying to figure out, are we going to, we have 8% taken out for our state pension plan. They take 8%. So are we taking 15% on top of the 8%? Are we doing 7% to meet the 8%? Mm -hmm. And are we putting it in a 403B? Are we putting in a Roth IRA? Okay. So let me make sure I understand the school takes 8% of your paycheck, each of your paychecks, yes. and puts it into the 403B, right? Uh, no, they put it into a state pension plan for state our pension. retirement. 403B is extra for us. Okay. So, and on your 403B, like, do you get to choose the investments? Like a 401K, it's got we, some good investment options that you get to select? We can choose the investment mix. Okay. As far as particular and the stock investment or whatever. No, but we can choose the mix. Okay. So large prep, uh, value, small, mid. Okay, good, good. Okay. So what I would say is for those listening, obviously we want to get to 15% of your gross income. So because the money, they're taking 8% of your money, you don't get to choose with that pension and it doesn't have a great rate of return. So let's pretend that each of that for you guys counts, instead of it counting at 8%, count at about half. And then do the rest, whatever's made up, into your 403B. Make sure you're choosing a good mix, growth, growth, and income, aggressive growth, and international, and you should be set. So again, instead of counting it at 8%, count it at 4%, and do the other 11 into that 403B. All right, great stuff. Thank you for the call, and thank you both for teaching and serving in that way. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me. The phone number for you to jump in is 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Let's go to Cincinnati, Ohio, where 
heaven awaits. Heaven, how can we help? Yes. So, hi, how you doing? I how mean, about that? I'm talking to heaven. I don't know that it gets much better than this professionally. That's What's your middle name? All right. Well, it's actually Miel. It's honey in Spanish, if you know Spanish. Okay. Well, I don't, but this is great. You learn something new every day, Heaven. This is awesome. How can we help you? (laughs) Well, I am 29, single with no kids, and I, I just heard about this show, and I'm hoping that you could give me some really good advice. I, um, I'm in about $65,000 in debt. I live with my mom and I have a low, a low paying job. I grew up with poor, um, poor financial habits. And even in moments of having money, I didn't build wealth. Like I really wanted Mm. to, I just got deeper into financial debt. Mm. Now I'm feeling, now I'm feeling scared and stuck. I really don't know. I I don't want to keep depending on people to loan me money for me to pay back and just stay broke and I'm just sick of constantly being in a cycle. So if you could offer any help or anything, and I heard about the class, but I don't have eighty dollars either. Well, right have, now. let me tell you something. Let me get that out of the way. All right, we're going to take care of that. I want to ask you really quickly about your job and possibilities before Jay takes over on the debt because she can give you the plan. Okay, I'm just curious. Okay. What are you doing for a living? I work at a middle school. I'm an IA. Sure. Absolutely. Love, 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 love our IAs. We've had some amazing IAs in our life uh, for our kiddos. And so thank you for that work. So, but you've got the degree, correct? Or, or am I right about that? So I have my associates in psychology and I haven't finished my bachelor's. Okay, great. Because of my campaign. <laughs> what do you get? What do you get paid? I get paid seven seventy nine a check. $779. You get yeah, two of those? I get two of those a month, and that's after taxes, and, and I have health insurance and whatnot. So Okay. That's what, All right. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get bogged down here, but this is a part of the equation. Um, what what are your opportunities? If you just think about what you have done, do you think about what is a better paying job, a path for you to where you are making forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000, $70,000 a year? Have you thought through that? Absolutely. So, okay. So, what I did was sign up for to to be a, a in care provider, a home care provider, mm-hmm. which starts at about twenty five dollars an hour. But it, it also gives me flexibility and time, yeah. Yeah. you know, to do other things also because I wanted to do that plus work as an IA because I, I love right. my job. It just don't pay nothing. Got it. Okay. So, Good. Yeah. So here's so here's that, the deal. And I have a juicing business. That I, I'm starting. But go ahead. What business? So I'm starting a juicing business. Um, I, eventually, I wanted to grow, but right now I'm just starting off um, just selling juices from stores sure. and um, stands and whatnot. So that's also like going to be All right. some kind of income. So real quick, I want to hand you over to Jade, and Jade's going to walk you through how to get out of this debt. But I'm glad you've okay. thought of some things. Let me tell you this about the juicing thing. I don't want to discourage you in any way, but that needs to be your third job right now if you have time yeah. for it. And, and or a second job if we go and we get a better job. But I like the idea of what you have mapped out. And I'm going to tell you, you need to pursue that with the same abandon that you need to pursue these baby steps that Jay's going to walk you through. Because your ability to make more money right now while living with mom is huge. So you've got to treat that as life-giving, like I have got to make more money. And if you can go get something... That will allow you to keep the IA job, and that's extra money. Great. You hear me? But you have Mm -hmm. got to be 
crazy intense about making more money right now, and then Jay's going to tell you what to do with it. All right? Sweet. Thank All you right. so much. All right. All right. Uh, yes, Ken. Good job. Um, okay. My two cents here is I can walk you through the baby steps. You're not going to be able to do too, too much until you get your income up, which is what Ken suggested. And I might also offer this little piece, which is I want you to get your income up so that you can pay your debt off. I think that's really important. But I think the most important move that you're going to make in all of this is moving out of your mom's house. Because what you described to me was a cycle and it sounds like a cycle that you're trying to break. And it's very, very hard to break a cycle when you're right, literally living in the midst of it. So it's quick. You know what I'm saying? Because you've got to deal with everybody else's mindsets too. Because your mom has an opinion. You know, auntie comes over, she has an opinion. Everybody's got an opinion. So I Mm -hmm. really want to get you in a place financially where you're able to remove yourself from that position. That's going to be so, 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 so important. Because here's the thing. Here's what I know. You start making some money, you start making some headway, and people see it. Now you're the one who's got money. And now everybody's coming to you and that just adds another layer of, all right, I got to tell these folks, no, I got to tell them, you know, I'm trying to do my thing. So just let that marinate somewhere in the back. Um, your position as an IA, is it 40 hours a week or do you have a good amount of extra time? It's um, it's 40 hours a week, but I got, it's, it's from 7.30 to 2.30. Okay. And you don't have kids. So until, until you move into this home healthcare thing where you're doing 4,000 and, and more, I really, mm-hmm. really want you to pick up something that's earning you any money. And I say this to anybody listening. Sometimes we wait around because we're like, it's not making maybe the money that I think I should be making. But in this case, making any money is better than not making any, right? So you going over and picking up um, whatever it is, Instacart. I know folks who make, you know, can make $1,000 in a weekend on Instacart. And that's not even including your, your afternoons after school. So I think that you can be double your income just by you picking up anything. Okay. Right? So yeah. that's that's what we're doing as we work towards this home health care idea. Um, you're 65000 of debt. Can you tell me what kind of debt it is right quick? Um, my car, my car, I owe not, about 20000 on that. Okay. And then college stuff, um, past banks. But that's, it's the college and the car that's most of it. That Like but, student um, loans? Yeah. How much? Student loans. And I haven't even started paying on those, but that's about twenty thousand. Okay, so twenty thousand car, twenty thousand student loans. I'm missing twenty five because you said sixty five. Oh uh, yeah, so that's just uh, um, like um, like there's a car, an old car that I have to pay off that I really haven't started, um, and that's about that's about seven hundred. I owe a bank about a um, thousand. Um, one bank about a thousand, and a couple more banks about ar- around that much, like around five hundred. Um, okay. What else? I so a couple, a couple of five hundred dollar ones, a couple of thousand dollar ones. Those are just little personal loans, mm-hmm. like micro loans. Yeah. Okay. And then um, we've got the credit card for seven hundred. I feel like I'm still, we're still missing a good chunk. Yeah, we're we're still missing stuff. I gave that number just based off of I don't know. I'm, okay. Just ballparking, honestly. But the car, the car and college are the most, you know. Right. What's your car payment? Strangeful things. My car payment is six forty seven. Girl, oh heaven! What's the car worth? 
man. Uh, well, she's selling it. We going to sell it, Heather. Well, are, you, are you upside down? You got equity in it? Um, I think it's upside down. I'm I mean, sure it, it works is. fine. But I definitely got um I it's I got these crappy payments because my credit's up. Mm-hmm. How far away from work do you? How how far away from work are you? Mm, not far. About oh, 10, 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Listen. I want you out of this car. And if you're upside down, if you call them and you find out you're up, upside down, I want you to do anything you can do to get out of this car payment. So let's say it's worth 20. Let's say you owe 20, but it's worth 18. You got to come up with $2,000 any way you can in any way that you can. That is legal because I want you out of this car payment because $647 would be everything to you right now. Yeah. And, and, and you live close enough to work. You get you a $2,000 car or you walk or you jog or you get one of those razor scooters but we're getting extreme because listen the Ken razor scooter? when you have to break these cycles you have to go into the extreme because I all agree. of that I gravitational pull is trying listen that gravitational pull will break her ankles <laughs> so she might as well get on a razor scooter but she's got to get free I, I, I condone all of it except for the razor scooter get you a razor scooter and get really? you really the, the kids will think you're cool oh boy I don't know this is the Ramsey show Hey, good folks, Dr. John Deloney here. Listen, the Ramsey Cash Giveaway is back, and you could win the $3,000 grand prize. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash giveaway and enter every day. Plus, save 20% on bestsellers like my latest book, Building a Non-Anxious Life, my Questions for Humans conversation cards, and my friend Dave Ramsey's Baby Steps Millionaires. Listen, don't miss these deals. Get 20% off at RamseySolutions.com slash store. Welcome back, America. You are joining the conversation about your life with you here on The Ramsey Show. It's America's show because we're talking about things that no other show talks about. Your money, your work, and your relationships all together. We want you to win. 888-825-5225 is the number. The fabulous Jade Warshaw joins me. I'm Ken Coleman. I'm not fabulous. You're all right, Ken. But I'm here. I'm all right. right. I'm all right. I'll take that. I'm all right. That's about as good as it gets. I'll take it. I got three teens. I'm never right. I'm being told all the time I'm cringe. Oh. My daughter likes to tell me, Dad, you're so cringe. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know what any of that means. Although every once in a while, you teach me a word here on the show that I take home and they kind of look at me like, where did he come up with that? (laughs) And I don't reveal my source. Tell tell your boys next time that you guys are having a, you know, it's you against them. Yeah. Be like... I t- I'm telling you, such as and I'm standing on business. Tell me, stand on business. Stand on business. Stand on business with your kids. Standing on business. All right, I will guarantee <laughs> I you. I can't mess that wait up. to see what they say. Yeah, yeah, James, I'll mess that up for sure. It'll come out completely different than that, but I'll try. <laughs> Speaking of standing on business, Kathy is joining us. <laughs> I'm confusing millions of people uh, as we speak, and I, the great part is, I have no idea what it means. <laughs> Kathy's joining us in Milwaukee. Kathy, how can I help? Hi, Ken. Hi, Jade. Hey, how are What's you? What's up? I have a question on Baby Step 3, getting my larger emergency fund. Okay. So we've, me and my husband are both on board. We paid off all of our debt, and we started sinking funds. Do I include the sinking funds, like the balance of those, in my three to six months? No, because the sinking funds are going towards future 
needs that you know you're going to it's just future purchases whereas the emergency fund is strictly for emergencies and emergencies are things that are um completely necessary completely unavoidable and have a uh, urgent time frame is what i would kind of call those three things that you're looking for it's something that you know it's uh oh my goodness, you lose a job. And so you have a a little bit, you know, you don't have enough money to fully make ends meet. So that would be you pulling a little bit maybe from your emergency fund or something that you're unable to cash flow, but it's necessary for it to happen right away. HVAC. HVAC, right? And so sinking funds really doesn't fall into that. Sinking funds is just a way for us to save separate money. So in essence... In essence, you kind of have two savings accounts. You've got your emergency fund, and then you've got separate money that you're saving up for things that you just want to do in life. Mm-hmm. Okay, so even if it's not like I get annual purchases that I know are going to happen uh-huh. that I save up for, but for example, like if I'm saving for a new car. Right, but see, and that's why you use this framework. Unexpected, saving for a new car is not unexpected, so that would not be emergency fund. That would be separate okay. savings. Okay. Does that kind of help you? So unexpected, um, completely necessary, and urgent time frame are the three boxes that must be ticked. Am I leaving anything out, Ken? I don't think that's pretty good. You got it, Kathy? I think so. Fantastic. Thanks for calling the show. Appreciate it. Really fun. Let's go to Megan now in Salt Lake City, Utah. Megan, how can we help? Ken, Jade, I can't believe I'm talking to you. Well, this is awesome. We feel the what same way about alive. you. We really do. We can't believe we're talking to Megan. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> um, so I have a question regarding how to manage and stay within the 25% of my take-home pay um, when my rent keeps going up every year. It was 25% when I moved in, and now it has been increased to... 28% and I'm trying to save for a house. I'm currently in um, baby step four, mm-hmm. but I don't know if it would be considered 3B because I have a fully funded emergency fund, but mm-hmm. I'm not doing 15% in retirement because I'm trying to save for a house. Yeah. How much right. do you have saved up? Huh? How much do you have saved up for your house payment, down payment? Oh, I just I just got started. I'm okay. about three thousand. Okay. So there's a couple of things I want to address with this. So you're 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 telling me you've gone up from twenty five percent. And for anybody listening, our rule of thumb here is we really don't want your mortgage or your rent to be any more than twenty five percent of your take home pay. When it starts creeping up and up, especially if you don't see a plan to be able to match it with the income and kind of smash it back down. Um, So that's what she's talking about. So you're upwards to 28% now. It's kind of got you worried, especially with you trying to do this down payment. Do you see a a course to where you're able to up your income 3%? Yes. I'm currently working a second job Mm -hmm. and uh, I get a raise every year that's around five to 7%. Great. And I won't get that raise until August, but I'm just kind of worried because I want to stay within the guidelines. And I think Davis said you could go as high as 30%, but 25 is is best. And I'm just... 25 is best. Yeah, let's look at real numbers. Yeah. How much has your rent actually gone up? Don't give me percentage. When I I moved in, it was 950 and then he raised it. My landlord raised it to eleven hundred this year, 
and I think I factored it was about 27 or 28 percent. Mm-hmm. So you go up, you go up $150. I mean, I get it like that. That sucks. You're like, man, what? Yeah. Um, but I love that you've got something that can cover it. Here's the thing. You're doing extra work. You're, you're trying to accomplish a goal. You want every cent of that money to go towards a goal. But one of the realities of renting is mm-hmm. you do have to deal with rent increases. And in this case, you know, unless you say to me, Jade, and I know of a place down the street where I can rent for $8.50, my lease is up in May and I can go do it. Then I'm like, yes, go do it. Um, so you're going to have to kind of decide a couple of factors. You're going to think to yourself, okay, how long realistically is it going to take me to save for this down payment? Okay. And I don't know how long you've been living in this apartment, but you can also look at historically how, how often and how much have they raised the rent? If you've been living there for 10 years and they never raised the rent and this was the first time, then I'd probably be willing to wait it out a little bit. But if you're seeing every single year, it's going up a hundred and $150 and you're like, listen, Jade, I don't know if I want to wait it out. My term is about to be, or my lease is about to be up. Then you've got options there. You're not locked in, but I don't, to Ken's point, I don't want you to over freak out over the 150 um, unless it really starts to become a problem because here's where I'm looking. I'm kind of looking long-term around the horizon, but on baby step four, if that if this is going to take you more than two years to save for your down payment, after two years, I'm going to tell you, hey, listen, you need to start putting something aside, even if it's 5% or up to your match, because I don't want you pushing off retirement any longer than maybe a two, three-year window to save for this down payment. Is that fair? Yes, and I and I am doing a five percent match on my four hundred one k with my employer. Okay, and um, and because I put retirement off for way too long when I was in baby step two. Okay, so I don't really want to stop retirement, and you don't I have was to. Just wanting Megan, I, I was just wanting to. Yes, Ken. Question: Are you single? I am single. Okay, um, I I got to tell you. I'm 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 kind of using the spirit animal of George Campbell because if he were sitting here with me, he would be recommending that you have a roommate for a season. Um, you want to get your own home right. anyway, and I, if you could get a roommate now, all of a I sudden, that. this is a game changer for you. Um, and especially if we can go fifty fifty, I love it. I'd Come on, consider Ken. it. I let's, really let's would. do a chant. Roommate, roommate, that would require Roo- a move. What's I that? have a studio apartment. Oh, you have a studio. Uh, that okay. would require right. a move. Shoot. Right. So that's Megan, what I'm trying to avoid. Well, you're okay. Like, I don't want to. But I listen, don't want to move. I understand, but mm. but you said it. and I want to remind you. Dave has mentioned many times that these things are guidelines. This is not you being irresponsible. Mm-hmm. This is not you going out and getting too much rental property. It is what it is. If you can find a cheaper place, like Jade mm-hmm. said, great. Um, but right now, I think more income is your play. This has not gone up really crazy. You're mm-hmm. going to get a, a maybe a 5 to 7% bump on your salary. Watch your budget. The extra income between your discipline and the extra income, you're going to be okay. But do be um, Don't watchful. freak out about it. Be watchful in your complex because of if yeah, a, a one bedroom or some, a, a situation comes available where you can look at the numbers and go, listen, with a roommate, I could pack in a little bit more. Do I be watchful for, for that. that. Yeah, And I know you don't want to move, but mm-hmm. if the move improves your, your, your financial situation so much more, uh, I'd say the ROI is worth it. But mm-hmm. you're okay. You're not breaking the rules. This is The Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, this is The Ramsey Show. It's where we help 
you win in your life, specifically in your money, in your work, and in your relationships. 888-825-5225 is the phone number. 888-825-5225. You're one call away from some hope. Uh, We're going to be honest with you. We're going to have some fun as well. Speaking of fun, uh, the incomparable, the combustible Jade Warshaw. Uh, combustible. Th- you can be combustible in a good way. You're right. kind of like um, catching Bo- fire. Bombastic. You're like the, the 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 star of the movie. Uh, 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 Hunger Games. Uh, oh, thank you. Katniss. Thank you. You've got you've got that. You remember who her costume designer was? Listen, that's better. That's better than you know Mr. Who Bombastic. Who was her who? costume designer? I don't know, Ken. The one, the only. Speaking of incomparable, Lenny Kravitz. I did not know that. Lenny Kravitz played her costume designer and designed the combustible costume. Good to know. But this is speaking to, to your charisma and enthusiasm, which I enjoy. It is infectious. We're here together. I'm Ken Coleman. I don't know that I mentioned that. She's Jade Warshaw. And and speaking of combustible, yes. Um, you you and your amazing social media specialist uh have come up with some fun clips recently of the two of us. And I feel yeah. like I'm just I feel like I'm next to one of the big shots. Like I'm just one of the Supremes next to the star, you know. I don't know. But okay. it's been fun. It has been fun. And there have been several. So one of them, you tell me, has uh, garnered quite the uh, reaction. And dare I say, is there an overwhelming amount of criticism for you? Uh, I don't know that I would call it overwhelming. What were you saying? What were you saying to me? Okay, so in Set the clip, here's what, I, in the cl- here's what I want you guys to know. We post these clips from the show on our social media. And we, like, we're on social media. Like, we're watching it. Yeah. We're reading the comments. So, yeah. you know, we posted today a clip and... Let's just play it so you guys can oh, see it. okay. Here we go. If you have time to watch Netflix, you have time to get a side hustle. Uh-oh. Let me just say it like that. Why'd you have to go and do that? I'm just saying. Making us all feel guilty for sitting there and watching some I'm Netflix. just saying. Do something during that time. I have a buddy that I follow online, and she does the surveys. Oh, You know, yeah. you can do the surveys. Yeah. And it's like there... There is always something you can do to make money. Even if it's a little bit, there's yeah. always something you can do with that extra mm-hmm. 30 minutes here and 40 minutes there. <laughs> okay, so there you have so it. So I'm clearly being facetious. I agree with you. Get after it. You shouldn't be watching Netflix if you're broke. Yeah, but, but folks people are saying are, different. They're giving us some grief. Uh, yeah, somebody said, while it makes sense, let's not underestimate the value of rest. Some hobbies and doing something that also makes you happy. Listen, yeah, but not not now. Like you got to get out of debt first. Like you got to earn your mm-hmm. rest. You like, rest when you sleep. Yeah, like it, it says, let no. What does that? What does the scripture say? No sleep to your to your eyes. Yeah. No slumber. Yeah. Deliver yourself like a gazelle from the hand of the hunter. Like, yeah. and I know that's not exactly literal, but there is a piece to when you're getting out of debt. You have to be willing to sacrifice and do things that right. people who aren't in debt don't have to do. Like, Which is me. I can watch Netflix tonight. You right. know why? Because I'm not broke. I do think that there's something to be said for working to the point of- a couple of, of good shows I'm into right now. Listen. Sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry, I'm over in my Kid own is in little a reverie. Loop. I was just thinking about what do I got in the queue tonight? <laughs> <laughs> but but you make a very good point though. What you were saying in this clip is you don't need to be watching Netflix. You need to be working until it's no. time to fall into the bed because you're exhausted. And we all say yeah, that you know we all say we don't have time. Oh, I, I would do it if I had time. And I'm like, listen, you go and do a time audit. And see where your time is being spent. And I bet you. And when I say time audit, everybody should do this practice a couple times a year. Really journal out what you're doing from sunup to sundown all the time. 
what time you woke up, what you did after that, what you did after that, and really start seeing where your time is going. And I think that you'll be shocked at how much time you can find mm -hmm. throughout the day. And because here's the thing, it might not be in big blocks and you might learn like, listen, I need to scoot my day around so that I can create blocks mm. of time. Mm. Or you might realize, listen, I'm, I could wake up an hour and a half earlier, or yeah. I could go, you know, I could stay up or like there, stay up later. There's things that you can do. And uh, I don't want to create excuses and reasons why I can't get where I need to go. Cause yeah. ultimately, and I get, don't get me wrong. Rest is important. I get it. But here we're trying to motivate your butt to get out of debt. So that when I'm true. telling you to to go pick up jobs, don't come at me with like, but Jade, we need to rest. You'll have time to rest. What else are they saying? Is well, there anything let's else see, in there? Let's see a little bit more. I'd like to know some more This person comments. said, why did you have to go and say that, Jade? Um, this yeah. person said, rest and live within your means. And I'm like, I'm talking to folks who are trying to get out of debt. Now, what I like is what Julie9658 said. She said, oh. all right, Jade, I needed this. I hear you deleting Netflix. That's the kind of energy I'm wow. rocking with. Julie9568 Thank that you. one very literally. I need yeah. the person who looks at it and says, oh, this person is giving me a way. They're that's showing me to how to get to succeed. Yeah, I bet she's that's her username on Netflix. Julie two five six eight. So whatever, whatever it, is. it is, I just think that's really funny that that's what she went with. Yeah, it just cracks me up. I think that you make when... a very good point, and I agree with you. By the way, I gotta say, I don't know if sometimes people realize that I'm being like facetious in that clip when I said, "Come on, Jade, no, why do you gotta know. do?" That? They but, know, but come on. I think you're right. I think watching TV, let me tell you this, millionaires don't watch a lot of TV. Multimillionaires, billionaires, they don't watch a lot of TV. Listen. They really don't. We can tell people, I'm going to get into it. Uh -oh. We can tell who oh said boy. what to who. You can tell me what Taylor Swift said to, what's this guy's name? I don't even know the guy's name. Oh, her boyfriend? Yeah, the football Travis player. Kelt. This is what's wrong with America. All right. Everybody knows her, but we don't know who he is. But I'm saying people My daughter can walks quote. into the living room last night, and she sees the Chiefs are on. True story. She's like, oh, is Taylor there? That's what she said. And I'm just like, go out of the room. Leave the room now. Go to your room. I can't handle it. His name is Travis Kelsey. By Travis way. Kelsey. Folks can quote exactly what Jay-Z spent on a meal. People can quote. Really? Yes, people know numbers, but they don't know their own numbers. They can tell you exactly what somebody else's plan is and what they're doing with their money and their business, but they don't even know what's going on in the state of their own life. And they're, they're, they would rather spend time gathering information yeah. and gossip about right. celebrities right. than going out and getting your own life together. Like, that's not your life. That's fake. Or we spend time on social media scrolling and looking at other oh people's lives, gosh, comparing please. ourselves to other people's lives. We'll spend more time... Hold on. I'm about to get him, Ken. Oh boy. We'll spend more time looking for the right lighting to take a photo mm. than we'll spend looking for the right side hustle. It's a very good point. You are 100% correct. We're I should have built you a podium. And, and then here's the deal. They, they, then they're griping and they're exhausted and all this rest when you're, what you're really exhausted from is the stress. You're exhausted from the, the stress. Yeah. You can't sleep enough. And you'll rest better when the debt's gone. Yeah. yeah. And but you want to watch your shows. You want to, you want, and by the way, it's not just Netflix anymore. What is the deal? There's 75 platforms that you got to pay for to watch everything. Hulu. Plus, plus, plus. Back in the day, you used to say, I got to watch my stories. Remember that? I like, don't ever remember saying oh, that. Oh, soap operas? Be like, oh, my stories are on today. She knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> my I gotta stories? I gotta watch That's my what stories. they call them? Yes. <laughs> I will say this. For about a six-month period that I regret, James, I did watch Days of Our Lives during uh, 
Close to college. Yeah. Oh, I know about that. That, that, I'm never getting that time back. No, you're not. All right. The good news is we'll be back before you know it. It's a very quick commercial break. Don't move. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, guys. Are you ready for the secret to help you reach those money goals that you've been dreaming about? It's simple. You got to get on a budget. With our budgeting app, Every Dollar, you'll get intentional with your money and build the habits that will make those dreams a reality. And we'll be with you every step of the way, from your first budget to that retirement home on the beach. Download Every Dollar for free on the App Store or Google Play. Remember, today, download Every Dollar for free on the App Store or Google Play today. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins you. We're here for you. 888-825-5225 is the phone number for you to jump in. 888-825-5225. Let's go to Jesse now in Buffalo, New York. Jesse, how can we help? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I'm just trying to get some advice on how to navigate um, kind of the disposable income I have at this point. All right. Tell us what you got that's disposable. Well, so I pull in about 3300 a month. That's my take-home. Um, and my current expenses, including the contributions I already have um, to my like retirement accounts, and that's kind of the, the, the core of the question here. Um, so I'm pulling in 3300 I have about 2500 in expenses right now. So I have about 1000 bucks a month that I'm, I'm not really doing much with at the moment. And you have no debt? I have no debt. I'm very lucky that I have no debt. Do you have an emergency fund? I do. I have uh, about $3,000 in a savings account. Okay. And are you investing at all? 401k at work? Any kind of investments? So that's that's really the core of the question. I am pretty uh, focused on investment at this point in my life. So I have a uh, Roth and a traditional IRA through Vanguard, and that has about $30,000 in it currently. I have a 401k through my employer that I just started. So that only has about $600, but I'm contributing $200 a pay period to that. Mm-hmm. And then I have a Y, I, I used to work for the YMCA, which I'm not sure if you're aware, they're a great company to retire with because they yeah. match 12%. Yep. Um, and just for years of doing that, I have about $20,000 sitting there. Great. So how old are you? I'm 32. Okay, you're 32. Um, w- good. I'm listening to everything I hear. It sounds good. What's your living situation? So I live with my partner. We have a monthly uh, rent of sixteen hundred, and then okay. utilities cap out about I would say two hundred dollars a month. So between the two of us, we're looking at a little under two thousand per month. Okay, and you just split the rent. Everything is just split right down the middle. Yep. <clears throat> okay. Right down the middle. So what the of all the things you said, the thing that sticks out to me most first is the that you only have three thousand saved. Mm-hmm. So the way we would teach is for you to have at least three to six months saved. So okay. that I would beef that up and I'm, I shouldn't have jumped forward, but do you have any other debt? No, no, I'm okay. very lucky. Um, I, my, I was, I got help with my undergrad and then I didn't do grad school until I had the money for it. Okay. Excellent. Um, so no debt. The next step then is to save up what would be akin to three to six months of expenses. And I'm not going to lie the way I just, I love when people have six months. So if you can get six months considering mm-hmm. um, you're not technically married and mm-hmm. you know, so you're treating you're treating your income as a single guy, and so I do mm-hmm. six months of savings uh, since you're the only one who funds your lifestyle. Um, so that would be next, and then I would walk with that extra thousand dollars that you have after you've beefed up your savings. I'd walk down the additional baby steps with you. So uh, if you don't see saving for kids college anywhere in your near future, I'd want to make sure that uh, you're definitely 
saving 15%. So what percentage are you at at this point? So I'm putting about $500 a month into my Roth and then $200 uh, per pay period. So $400 a month into my, the, uh, the, I have a 401k through equitable. Okay. So is that a part, just to clarify, you still have $800 in additional money surplus, even after doing those two things? Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. So what percentage, because only, you know, your gross pay, I want you Mm -hmm. investing 15% of your gross pay every month. Okay. So that's before insurance comes out. That's before taxes. So, you know, look on your pay stub or whatever, or however Mm -hmm. you get paid and figure out what 15% is, because that's what I want you doing. And you're going to mix it across like what you said, if you've got, if you've got a match on your 401k, invest up to that match and then Mm -hmm. go over to your Roth and try to max that out. And if you still have money to go, come back to the 401k and try to max that out. And for you, go ahead. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, so that that's really the question I have. So I'm on a bit of a grind and like I'm at an age right now where I've shifted focus to how do I really maximize uh, these retirement contributions? Uh-huh. So I, I work full time. I have like a main job. I'm a school social worker. Okay. But I also have two part time jobs. Okay. Um, and I'm actually going to be getting another job that's going to be seasonal. Okay. Um, so all, all of this to say is like, really, I, there's a lot of my money that I can be, ma- I, can, I maxed out my IRA last, my Roth out last year. Okay. I'm, playing, I'm on track to max it out this year. Um, I don't think I'd be able to max out the equitable just because that's, that's about 23,000 okay. I can put into there and I, okay. I don't think I'd get there. But it, the, the thoughts I'm having right now is I have all these different spots and obviously it's not going to hurt me, but is there something better I could be doing with that money? Because I have so much. What about be work, a house? I, I stopped working. So that that's a question. Um, I'm not sure what that looks like right now. You know, it's, well, it's, not I, you don't have to. Feel, but do you feel mm-hmm. like at some point you're going to buy a house? I mean, you're 32. I would assume at yeah. some point you want to buy a home. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, I would be. I mean, right? You don't have to Ken. know what the price of the house is down the line, but you can start saving. At this point, you're doing a really good job with investing. If you do what Jade says, in our baby steps, we have what's called three B which is saving for a home. And so mm-hmm. it, right now at your age, I would start socking away some money for a house down payment in the future. That may be three years from now. I don't know. But. If you think if you mm-hmm. think it's more of a five-year, like a five-year or longer play, I'd probably take whatever money that you think, listen, this might be my down payment or my home money, and I'd just put it in a brokerage account, invest yeah. it in an index fund and let it sit. As long as you know it's at least a five-year play because we just see that the chances of you having a positive return on your investment is better at the five-year point mm-hmm. than it would be at, say, the two- or three-year mm-hmm. point. And so that's what I would do. I would start focusing okay. on the idea of buying a house with a super high down payment or you know, dream a little and be like, listen, what would it look like if I one day paid cash and bought a, a piece of real estate completely in cash? Because it mm-hmm. seems like you're really in a money motivated mode right now. And I'm not mad at that. Like you're like, I'm willing to do what it takes. And technically the state you're at, you could just continue to pile up investments. Listen, maxing out a 401k, maxing out a Roth IRA, maxing out whatever other uh, situation you said you had there. That's all good. Like all that stuff is Mm -hmm. compounding over time. Um, And if that's your goal, there's nothing wrong with that. But I do think that to Ken's point, real estate is going to sneak around the corner before you know it. And if you've been paying attention to anything going on is it's harder and takes people longer to save up to buy a house than ever before. So mm-hmm. it might behoove you to kind of get that process started. Uh, that way, when you're ready to buy the money's just sitting there and you have your pick of the litter. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I, I've just been so focused on retirement because of the compounding aspect. But then mm-hmm. I'm wondering if, yeah, what are the other things I could be doing with that money that would be beneficial? And that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You're doing I, a great look job. At, I look at repeat things. Sometimes I wake up and I feel like I'm on track. Sometimes I wake up, I feel like I'm behind. Some days I wake up, I feel like I'm ahead. Listen, it's really hard to. You're not. I mean, let's let's think about it. Let's let's do some math because I love bringing up a retirement calculator. You said you are and I'm just on the Ramsey Solutions retirement calculator. You said you're 32 years old. Let's pretend Social Security starts at 62. So let's just say at 62, you decide that you're going to be done with things. And let's pick the 401k since you already have six hundred dollars in there. And let's say that each month you're contributing how much to your 401k? 400. Let's say for another $400. All right, let's pretend it's getting a 9% rate of return, even though we could probably do more just in a S&P 500. That's just in that account alone. If you only for the rest of the next 30 years of your life, only put $400 in that account, that account would have $741,000 in it. Just that account. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, you're also maxing out Roth IRAs and you've got these other accounts through your work. So that mm-hmm. should give you some hope that yeah. you're going to be just fine yeah. and you've got a long, you know, you got a long path to do a lot of great things here. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I think one of the catalysts for, for this change in mindset was uh, setting up the equitable account and seeing my retirement mate, retirement uh, year date being 2060 and just being like, well, that's really not that far away. Yeah, I'm kind of freaked out by that. Listen, a lot happens in 30 years. A lot happens in 30 years. And I like that you're diversified in a lot of different accounts. Like sometimes people think it's just one big nest egg in one account, Ken. And that's not the case. I mean, you've got a lot going on here and you'll soon add real estate to your portfolio too. And we've seen that most millionaires do have a paid for home as well. So adding that to the mix is going to be very, very good for you as well. Yeah. Jesse, you're on a great path. You don't have to freak out. Just continue to be disciplined. Uh, If you haven't found someone to really help guide you, go to RamseySolutions.com and click on Smart Investor Pro. Find some of those folks in your area. Go interview them. See who's the best fit for you. Having someone to guide you uh, and explain it and teach it to you or you understand it, it's going to give you even more confidence. Thanks for the call. This is The Ramsey Show. Do you listen to The Ramsey Show for motivation? Want to know what's even more motivating? Attending a Ramsey event. If you're looking for the ultimate motivational experience focused on helping you eliminate money stress, you need to be there this weekend, May 10th and 11th for the Total Money Makeover Weekend. When you join us at the Ramsey Event Center in Nashville, you'll learn how to create new healthy habits that will radically change the way you handle money. You can get out of debt. You can build wealth. You can have the retirement of your dreams. Me and all the Ramsey personalities will be there live in person to guide you. And we're doing live Q&As throughout the weekend so you can get your questions answered. Look, you can keep losing sleep over money stress, or you can choose to say, I've had it. If that's you, use the code 50OFF to get $50 off standard level tickets at RamseySolutions.com slash events. Don't wait. It's happening this weekend. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me. 888-825-5225 is the phone number. And uh, this is a show built on basic baby steps that get people out of debt and allow them to live a life 
that they have dreamed of. And there's no better example of that than when we have our debt-free screens. And as I look across the studio, I see two fabulous people by the names of Joe and Kat. And they're on the debt-free stage. Joe, Kat, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. Where are you guys from? We're from uh, Floyd Knobs, Indiana. Okay, good. All right. And you're here to do a debt-free scream, I presume. Right. Fantastic. All right, give us the numbers here. Let's walk through this. How much debt did you pay off and how long? It was 122749 Okay. It took about 60 months. 60 months. And what did that inc- – uh, well, let me first ask you, what was your range of income during that time? Uh, 125000 mm-hmm. Okay, stayed at one twenty-five. That's very good. What do you do for a living? I'm a registered nurse. Okay, great. Cool. Fantastic. And what was the debt comprised of, the 122749 Well, it ranged from uh, credit card debt to um, our house payment. Hey! hey there you go. <laughs> pay but, for house. Well, no, I take that back. We didn't pay for our house yet. We're still trying to oh, pay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. Working so, through it. So what was the one twenty two seven forty nine? Some of that's what you've paid in the house or what? Help me out. Uh, we did pay uh, some of the part of the house off. Okay, that's gotcha. Great. But, uh, Mainly credit cards, and we had some um, student loan, parent plus student loans for oh, our kids. Oh, gotcha. How much in student loans? Uh, it was probably around 50000 Wow. Parent plus loan. Man, you guys got out of that alive. We there did. Was home repairs. Home yeah. repairs. Home we repairs. Did. Okay, gotcha. And All a right. couple car loans and cars we had to replace. Okay. Right. As well. well, take us through this journey. Let's start 60 months ago. Okay. What? So- caused you guys to get on this journey okay well we originally had attended the financial university in 1993 okay and probably been in and out of debt about three times okay but we just couldn't seem to stick with the program Uh and so that many months ago we found ourselves paycheck to paycheck and we called our older son it's like can we borrow a hundred dollars until we get paid we Mm. just don't have it and he's like yeah but he's like we need to figure out what's going on with your finances because you all got to get ready to retire. Yeah. And so uh, we found out at that time we had given both our uh, sons the Financial Peace University as wedding presents when they got married. Uh-huh. <laughs> but my son David and his wife Amelia actually stuck with the program. They paid off all their uh, student loans for Vanderbilt and wow. uh, Butler. And they don't have any uh, debt at all except their house. That's all they're doing now. And they've like moved up three different houses and just their excitement. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, we even called da- my son David, David Ramsey sometimes there you <laughs> because he's just so yeah. excited about is it. Is this the, the sharp looking young man yes. you keep looking at here? Yes. Okay. Right. So is this also the same son that you called and asked for a hundred dollars? Yes. <laughs> so you gifted him Financial Peace University right. back in the day. He did it. He did it. Y'all didn't do it we yet. Didn't do it. Yeah, well, we didn't stick to it. We didn't stick wow, to it. I love it. But and you so saw then the fruit. He sent us back to the class. Mm-hmm. So then we did it again, <laughs> and then he just helped us stay with the baby steps. And when you say like, "Who's our cheerleaders?" There they are. Yeah. David, yeah. way you know, to go! What a good son. son. You know, and so <laughs> we uh, also had like eighteen snowballs that we had to work on sure. mm-hmm. and so amelia knows we like cats so she made us like a cat chart <laughs> and we'd color in a cat when it was paid off and oh, have a glass of wine go. oh yeah very good. You know, that is very so good. cute and then david would make progress reports for us and we didn't always do quite as good as he wanted us to do but i think we have found out what our problem was uh this is the nerd and i'm the free spirit uh-huh but yeah. The discipline and accountability is what we were lacking, mm-hmm. and that's what they helped us find. And so now we finally have the real peace, and it's just really awesome. It's awesome. I yeah. think you guys have an incredible family. 
I, I think that what I'm hearing is really something special and spectacular mm-hmm. that you uh, would be willing to hear from him because that's yeah. that's the hardest part. We call it powdered butt syndrome. Oh, it's the very the hardest part thing to do is to hear from the person whose butt you powdered oh, when gosh. they were a baby. <laughs> sorry, sorry, David. We're talking about you like you're not here. And right. I just I just love this. I think yeah. it's so great. Yeah, no, it is actually really great. So, okay, so that's how it got started. Right. So your income did not change in this time. So that means you guys just started working well, with what you had. What did you do to start getting momentum? Well, our, we did both work extra. Okay. Right. So did. we did. Okay. I don't know what you had. Yeah, I got a part-time job. Okay. Uh-huh. Worked for about five years, I guess. Yeah. Okay, so you did make additional money beyond the 125. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Gotcha. All right. So we did. So, okay, let me clarify something because you said your son came to you and said, hey, you're getting ready to retire. You got to clean this up. So did you retire from your normal jobs and just pick up other work? How did you do it? No, I'm still working. Okay. I plan on to retire finally. Since we're yeah, he was free. saying you need to get ready to retire. Oh, yeah, got, it, to got, retire. got it, got it, got it. Okay, I was We were in such a mess. Yeah. It's like, but... Joe has been wanting to retire for the last couple of years, and he's actually going to be able to retire this coming December. All right, way to go. Um, we've been working with Kevin <laughs> Wells. That's one of the uh, David Ramsey Finance. Smart uh-huh. investors? Yep. Smart investors. investors, yes. Okay, good. And uh, David kind of turned us over to him after he took us as far as we could. So now David's got us with the house, plan to pay the house off and being able to do some trips and just enjoy the yeah. retirement. Yeah. So. What would you tell people that are listening and watching to you right now the key to getting out of debt is? What was it for you guys? Well, I would say probably, um, gosh, I don't know. What do you think? It's the discipline and being able to actually finally see that it's going to make a difference and not go back because that Mm -hmm. was our problem. We kept going back, Mm -hmm. and we just had to actually use the steps in the program. Right. Yes. You know, and then we would just get off of them or start one credit card or do yeah. something like mm-hmm. that you know and so we finally don't do that so can i, I that's that's interesting so be, the other times that you tried to do the baby steps you kind of did it your way you went over here instead of going over there right and that caused right. you to go backwards yes. yes but when you finally submitted to listen this is the plan i want to walk the plan the way the right. plan goes like, that's when it well right. david's like you got to get rid of all the credit cards yeah. i was like no we got to keep one everybody I mean, says I, that. I was just stumbling all the way and it's like christmas we got to have credit cards vacation yeah. uh-huh. and it's like no 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 so all this time we've not put anything on credit for christmas or vacation right. good job right. saved and did all that so it felt really good Wow. Very good. Yes. Breaking the mold. Breaking you know, the I, 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 we've already covered this, but it, it bears repeating because you keep repeating it, Kat, oh. that David, your son, just kept riding yeah. this process <gasps> going, no, yeah. no, right. no, guys, no. Yeah, it's my <laughs> private Dave Ramsey right I'm there. I'm telling yes. it. This yes. is exciting. It's, uh, it's also a testament, though, to you guys kind of swallowing your pride. And yeah. saying, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna take some encouragement wherever we get yeah. it." And in this case, it's your Definitely. son. Definitely, these right. are the mo- role models That's awesome. for us. So, yeah. so how does it feel? What's the feeling now? The house is 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 coming up next. You're gonna pay that right. off. Oh, You're yeah. retire. I mean, it's, we just really feel like we can enjoy retirement. Yeah, it's just a peace of mind. And really be nice. able to travel a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That's peace awesome. of mind. And we mostly wanted to be on here just to say, no matter where you are, just start now. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, that's yeah. a very good point. I didn't want to ask you how old you are, so I'll ask oh, Joe. Oh, Joe, <laughs> we're not going to ask Cat. I'm, I'm a gentleman. Joe, how old oh, are nice. you? 
I'm uh, 66. So it's not too late. No, it's not. It's not started at 61, if I'm doing yeah. the math right. Right. Yeah. Wow. Right. Way to go. You guys are awesome. How about that? Really, so really great. Cool. What a great family. Uh, all right. So I want to call out again, David, the son is over there with his <laughs> lovely family. And uh, so very cool. And his wife and the kiddos watching and cheering. I love that. Let's let's get this ready. Here we go. You guys ready to go, Mom and yeah. Dad? All right. Here we're we ready. go. We got okay. Joe and Cat. Uh, and they paid off 122749 in 60 months, making 125 plus 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 here or there, and they were hustled. Let's hear your debt-free scream. All right. Three, two, one. We're debt-free! <laughs> there it is. Joey Cat bringing it. I love it. Uh, he was 61 Yeah. when they started this process, and it's, it's not too late. too late. They went out and hustled and... And uh, how about that son? I mean, is he not nominated Listen, for Son of the Year? Son of the Year. I don't know who gives out that year. award, but we're gonna oh, yeah. we're gonna nominate David. <laughs> uh, he was their own Dave Ramsey, she said. Yes, and, and his it name is, is David. possible, and folks. This is a reminder: it's not too late because these baby steps work. I don't care who you are, or where you're from, or how old you are; they work. Great, great stuff. All right, don't move. More Ramsey Show coming right up. You're listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me. And our scripture of the day comes from Proverbs 16.9. In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Our quote today from the fantastic legend Zig Ziglar. Lack of direction, not lack of time, is the problem. We all have 24-hour days. Uh, that kind of goes with your rant about Netflix and paying Listen, off debt. I feel like you if and Ziggy Zig said it. <laughs> that's it. You were channeling some Zig. I love it. All right, let's go to Rob, who joins us now in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Rob, how can we help? Hi, thanks for uh, taking my call. Hopefully, uh, you can help me out here. I think I've got a fairly straightforward question. Um, my wife and our our income has increased drastically over the last couple of years. We're finally getting our finances in in order um, that right. we should have been doing a long time ago. But my question is, I've got a car right now, a vehicle that I owe about thirty five thousand on. Uh, it's worth about twenty seven thousand, give or take. And I'm wondering if that's something that I should just work on paying off, or if it's something that I should try to sell and and just get some pay something you know cash and get something that's gonna be workable do you have any other um, debt uh we've got about six thousand on another vehicle um that will have paid off by april uh in february here we'll have we just have some small miscellaneous debts um a couple thousand dollars that we'll have paid off in february other than that we've got um a house and then about fifty thousand in student loans Oh, 50K in student loans. Okay. What do you think, yeah. Jade? At first, I was like, well, if your income could make could allow you to pay that off. Um, I'm wondering about his income. Down. Yeah, what's your income? Uh, total gross before uh, bonuses, about 240000 Tell yeah. me about the bonuses. Uh, for me, it'll be about 33000 a year. On top of that, so that's going to take you to roughly two seventy-five, roughly? A little yeah, bit roughly, below? Yeah. Listen. Wow. Uh, for do you your- like the car? Eh, yeah, but I, I've kind of, I've kind of grown up a little bit here and realized that it's it's just a car. So well, I like uh, that, know. Jade, because I'm always for selling the car. I mean, it's up to you. Here's the thing: what I what you don't necessarily have to do. If you liked the car, I'd be like, listen, keep the car. You you can yeah. pay it off 
in two years or right. less. Yeah, exactly. So it's not it's yeah. not changing anything. Or if you're like, I don't like that car, I'm going to take the $10,000 hit. I'm going to put some more cash with it and I'm going to buy another twenty five or $1,000 car in cash. I'm not mad at that either because your income allows for, easily allows for it. Um, your income allows you to be debt free in the course over the course of this next year. So there's not, none yeah, of these I things figured, are going to make figured, or break you. Yeah. I figured if I, if I got rid of the car, saved up for, you know, twelve fifteen thousand $15,000 car, I could probably do that in five or so months. Mm -hmm. If I paid, you know, if I paid the car off, I could probably do that within the next 12 months. I also have part of the equation too is uh, late summer. I've also got a uh, tuition bill of about 17,000 for the three kids um, that I'll be paying as well. So yeah, I'm okay. factoring that in. Okay, I think for I think I think all of this stuff is feasible. I'm saying 85, 95, dollars of debt, give or take, because you said you had a couple of other little things lying around. Yeah. I see, yep. I see two hundred seventy thousand dollars of income, and I go to myself, okay, two hundred seventy. Can you live on one seventy, and can you take the <laughs> other hundred and pay off all this debt? And the answer is an overwhelming yes, and that includes the tuition. By the way, I think. I say it all the time, and this is not directed uh, specifically at you, Rob, but I, I, I think that when you get into this higher dollar earning, it gets tough because people are like, listen, I'm making a good income. I want to be able to live the life and I want to show it. And um, it gets harder to pull back because it's more visible when you pull back. When you sell a $35,000 car and start driving a $12,000 one, people see that. And I don't think that's really a problem for you. I feel like no. I feel like you're at a place where you are ready to make those changes. And it sounds like this higher income is relatively new, right? Yeah, last three years or so. But our biggest problem is, is the income went up, all the little miscellaneous spending went up. And yes, exactly. It, it's just money flowing out the bottom that you don't even realize yeah it's so, just it gets it can get messy and before you know it, you're like yeah. oh my gosh how are we spending so my prescription yeah. coming from here more because you know you have to pay off the debt but really being on a good budget is the prescription here because sure. that's where you really see what you're spending and for anybody listening not just you rob but a budget is it just gives you that custom organization for your money a budget is not a a spending restriction plan. That's not what it is. It's just a plan for your money. And so it allows you to see, okay, with an income of 270,000, being able to live on 170 is still very nice. Yeah. And Rob, I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to come back to your initial question. And I just think that the fact that you don't like that car that much, you just didn't, I mean, when I asked you the question point blank, you're kind of like, eh. And for that reason, because there's no emotional attachment to it, I, I would sell it and, yeah. and it's going to give you momentum. It's going to, I think you're a guy who gets it now. I think you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. I can hear it. And for that reason, I would pay it. I'd, I'd pay the car off, sell it. Uh, so I'm, I'm sorry, I'd sell it. And you're making enough money to where you can go do what you need to do for the second car or whatever. But that's what I would do if I were you based on how you sound. But there's no wrong sure. decision whether you want to pay it off or sell it. Put it in the baby steps if you're going to pay it off, if you change your mind after this yeah. call. But but the way you sound, yeah, I'd probably get rid of it, and it would be like a way to go, ah, I got that mistake out of my life That's is right. the way I would look at that based on how you sound. But I'm curious, is that where you are, or am I projecting on you? No, no, it, that's that's correct. It was it was one of those stupid purchases that, that I shouldn't have done. Then I'd know? get rid of it. I, I tell you what, you know, first of all, I, I've made plenty it's of mistakes, him. but I'd get, I get, I like getting rid of my mistakes 
and yeah. trying to remove them from my mind as much as possible. Yeah, that, that car is haunting him. Yeah. So you're right. I think <laughs> it's like a ghost. I mean, he's got enough money and he's going to yeah. knock this out either way. Which let's talk about that right quick. Okay, you have a house, you have a car, you're upside down on it, yeah. right? He owes 35, it's worth 27. Yeah. Some people have faced that and they're like, hey, I don't know if I can get out of this car. Walk through what we tell people to All do right. there because we didn't cover that. I'd like you to do that. So ideally, if you have some money saved you can cover the difference between an upside down situation. Meaning in this case, he's about uh, he's about $7,000, $8,000 upside down. If he's got that in, in savings, yeah. then when he goes to sell the car, he can put the 8,000 with it. It's a clean deal. But now you're carless. Mm -hmm. So you've got to make sure you've got some money for the next car, 2,000, 3,000, $5,000 cash, whatever you can muster up. Now, sometimes you may, have hear, you may hear us say, listen, if you don't have that cash, to meet the difference mm -hmm. in between what it's worth and what you owe on it, go down to a credit union, go go get you a loan because that's the only time we would say to take out any form of, of debt because you're still lowering yep. your main amount. If he, let's say he didn't have any cash. If he went to the credit union, heck, if he even found a credit card that would give him that $8,000, he's still taking away the $27,000 $27, of debt. And now he only has eight right? So we're doing math here. We're still going lower. He now owes 8,000, not 35,000. And we put so that 8,000 in the debt snowball. That's so now right. what was 27 is eight. And then you mm -hmm. continue to work baby step two. Mm -hmm. And now the math that we did there beforehand, I told him, I said, if you can't pay this car off in the next two years, yeah. that's kind of a rule of thumb. That's if good. you can't pay it off or if it's just grossly way more than what your income is. Like we say the rule of thumb is about 50%. You don't want your vehicles to be any more than 50% of what you earn in a year as a household. In his case, that wasn't the issue. He made $240,000. But if you're sitting in a situation, your take-home pay is $70,000 and you have a car that's 30 and your wife has a car that's 35, y'all are tripping and tripping hard. Both of y'all need to sell those vehicles. So that's kind of how we do it. Um, Am I leaving anything out? So if you're selling it private sale, you're going to get the best value for that. You, if you're upside down, you put the car on the market, you you write a bill of sale for it, you get your money from the the credit union, put it with the money from the sale, you're good, and now you're able to send get get the title, and then you're able to send that title to the person who sold the car. Yeah, and again, we prefer you your, your local credit union to get a better rate on that eight yeah. percent. Uh, and, yeah, you want a good rate on the eight percent, but at the end of the day, I just you're paying want it you off quick. I get it. You don't, but my point, you said credit card, and that, that could be listen really high percentage. It could, but to go from to go from I get owing thirty five to eight, away. I get you're it. still walking away. But our preference is the other, and and, and for obvious reasons. That's there. right. But that's a great explanation for how you mm -hmm. get out of an upside down car. Thank you, Jay. That's really helpful. You're hey, welcome. great hour. Thanks to James Childs and the crew for keeping us on the air. Thank you, America. This is the Ramsey Show.
Hey folks, Dave here. You want to hear even more life-changing content from Ramsey? Download the Ramsey Network app so you can catch all your favorite shows all in one place like the Ramsey Show, Smart Money Happy Hour, and the Dr. John Deloney Show. You'll get real talk about life, relationships, money, and your career. Plus, the app lets you browse by topic like debt, business, or selling your home. Get the content you want whenever and wherever you want to listen. Download the Ramsey Network app today. 